Dave Williams presents Conversations.Buzz. It's great to see you again. It's been a long you time. Too. Dave, how long has it been? Longer than we want to remember. 20, 30 years? How long? I believe that I started working. You hired me at KFWB uh, around 2002. So it's been like 22 years. I left in 2003 and yeah. came to New York. 2001, yeah. 2002. Wow. You, you were the program director and Andy Ludlam was the news director. And I was just... I I I really enjoyed working at that building. It was on Yucca in Hollywood. Did that building used to be a, an old Safeway or something? I heard it was a supermarket. Yeah, uh, an old supermarket, and it felt like it. That was a <laughs> decrepit place. I once went in. I once went into Master Control. And I was talking to Bill Nesmith, the uh, our pro- our promotion imaging guy, our yeah. voice, you know, and uh, I there was a column there and I, I was talking to him. I kind of leaned on the column, put us off the air. <laughs> like, everybody comes running out. We're off the air. I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember I hadn't been there too long. And I went to uh, Roger. What was his name? Our general manager, Roger. Nadell. Roger Nadell. Nadell. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, Roger. If you're watching this, I, you're my Facebook friend. I should have remembered, but uh, I went to him and I said, would it be okay if I come in here on Saturday with a vacuum cleaner and a <laughs> dust rag and kind of go through the studio? Because I said, honestly, it is so dusty in there that I'm a, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting stuffed up and I'm getting, fr-. he says, Oh no, 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 you can't do that. You might knock a, a wire loose and we, we don't have anybody who knows how this place is put together. It's <laughs> absolutely true. It, well, I remember uh, underneath the uh, booths, the anchor, the anchor uh, desks, you would, if you put your foot too far in, you could hit a wire. It would knock us off the air. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. One time I was in there with, uh, I think it was Judy Ford. Yeah. Um, I worked with her for a while in the morning, loved her. Um, Might've been Me Cindy. Too. I don't remember, but it, it, we were, what we were doing was we were, we were taking turns, right? Being in the booth, we both uh, both co-anchors would be in together for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. one of us would leave and start writing some headlines or something, and the other one would have mm-hmm. five or ten minutes alone. And I was in there by myself one morning, and all the, the all the power went out in the building. Boom! Total darkness. And in that because building, I leaned on a column. Yeah, right. <laughs> Darkness was dark and it was, you know, there were no windows. windows. So uh, somebody brought me a flashlight. The thing is, the microphone was still working. We were still (laughs) broadcasting in absolute pitch blackness. So (laughs) I think, I think one of the, uh, one of the writers brought me a stack of copy. Somebody had actually printed out. Which was my first uh, lesson when you know, as we were moving into the computer age and everything we were reading mm. was off the screen. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Maybe it'd be a good idea to print this stuff, even have a hard copy. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we've uh, prattled on here. Let me just get. Let me let me back up and get a little bit of your background, so that people who don't know you uh, know where you've been. And you have been around in the radio business and the news business. 
I have. Um, let me just do a little quick if I can't even remember. Yeah. Started out in uh, television, fell into it kind of by accident at WCWB. We can't, we're broke, we're cameras wobble badly, <laughs> Channel 41, NBC, in Macon, Georgia. Uh, a little less than a year, the, the CBS, the good station in town, WMAZ, hired me over. Um, there I was a weather girl, and we didn't mind calling ourselves weather girls, yeah. and a news anchor. Uh-huh. Uh, at w- uh, WCWB, I'd been a, a street reporter and the weather caster. Um, about, I don't know, a year later, uh, maybe a year and a half, I moved to Wichita, Kansas for the satellite news channel, SNC. And I was there for about three months when they promoted me to the broadcast side. That was NBC affiliate uh, television in Wichita. Uh, there, I don't know, four or five years. Then I moved to Atlanta. I landed at CNN where I did some um, anchoring and writing and a little bit of producing. And then I uh, moved out to L.A. That's where I made the switch to radio. Um, it's hard for me to actually believe this is true, but I was offered three different television stations, offered me positions if I would pretend to be Hispanic. At really? that time, uh, At that time, Los Angeles is 43% um, Hispanic, uh-huh. and everybody was reaching for that. And the first one, I kind of laughed. Oh, I can't even roll my R's. Ha ha. Went to the second one, and they did the same thing. And I said... As they said at the time, my married name, I was married to my first husband, who is no longer in the picture, obviously. But um, they said, Quimby, Quimby, huh? well, what's your husband's last name? And I said, Smith. I went, oh, no, even worse. <laughs> Christina Hernandez. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I just thought it was so weird. And I said, no, thank you. And then a third station did the same thing. So in the meantime, I took up for DM work at KNX and I ended up becoming full-time there probably five years later. I was there for 10 years. I ended up being um, editor, line editor. And then I went to Chicago for about a year and a half. And then KFWB um, came through with the news director job, which evolved into the news and program director job. Then I came to New York where I anchored as a stopgap at 1010 Winds for, I don't know, six months or so. And then WCBS um, hired me as their program director. Um, four and a half years, five years later, they <laughs> CBS laid off uh, half of its program directors. So yeah. I had to say bye bye. Uh, did a little stopgap anchoring at Fox News Radio. And uh, then uh, I got hired at Total Traffic, Metro Networks, uh, running the traffic division of all things. I, you know, I never claimed to be good with the roads and highways, et cetera. But I ran the traffic division for the tri-state and also with some duties nationally. And then um, I moved over to the news side and we became affiliated with NBC News, where NBC News Radio um, I heart. Um, so I was a national director of broadcasting there and that was until just a few years ago. And now I'm a very happy dog mom. I don't do much. <laughs> so that's my rundown. It that's was quite fun. a, yeah, it's quite a history and you, and, uh, and you moved up fast. You moved through it fast. Has, has news always been important to you or is that just something you kind of fell into? I absolutely fell into it. Uh, Let me just tell you real quick. I had a news director, the one in Wichita, tell me, never tell that story again to anyone. Uh, I had a full-time job in in, uh, Macon, Georgia, and I thought, ah, it'd be kind of fun to work in TV. Maybe they need a weekend receptionist. So I did a cold show up at Channel 41, and uh, they said, well, we don't need a weekend receptionist, but the news director is auditioning right now for a contest girl. Why don't you go back and audition? And I did. (laughs) 
And he, I'm going to say hi, Bill Cazarba, because I'll tell him to watch this. Uh, Bill was the first guy who brought me into news and he hired me as, well, actually, no, he, he brought me into television because <laughs> yeah. he hired me as the contest girl. And uh, then uh, things changed there. He moved on. We got a new news director and he made me a reporter. So, um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. In the meantime, the weather guy went on vacation and they had me fill in and the other guy got a job. So I ended up becoming the weather caster, the weather girl. So Kazarba did get me on into news in the beginning, I guess. So that's that's kind of how that happened. News. Um, I, I didn't really study broadcasting. I mean, you know, I'm sorry people might look down on that. Everybody who has their wonderful degrees in journalism. I took a couple of journalism classes and that's it. But writing always came naturally to me. Performing, I'd been in plays, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's kind of the, when I first started learning to anchor, I just thought, well, be, if I were an actress, how would I be an anchor? And that's what I did. And it worked. You so. just... <laughs> You just said something that I have been telling people for years, and that is every once in a while, uh, a program director would say to me, just in kind of course of conversation, say, you know, this new reporter we've got, I really like her. I think she's got a lot of, a lot of ability, but she's, she's tight. She's stiff. I, I, I can't figure out how to loosen her up and get her to be a real person. I said, you know what? We're in Hollywood. Get <laughs> yeah. her a drama coach. Get her into an acting class. She doesn't have to go through the whole process of, you know, doing plays and stuff unless that's what she wants to do. But honest to God, that was my background. Theater was my background. There you go. And it it gives you the 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 sense of of who you're trying to be. And how to do that without giving it a great deal of thought. And I still, I think that's a, a, a wonderful piece of advice that nobody that I know has ever taken from. But, uh, well, I took it by accident. So yeah, <laughs> it worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you about uh, women in management positions in, in news and radio and broadcasting in general. And, uh, and I thought, uh, okay, I'll ask Chris about this. And then I'm going to be talking with Robin Bertolucci uh, next week at KFI. Oh, wow. and, Hi, and, Robin. <laughs> And and I've got I've got uh, a couple of other invitations out, so I'm going to make a series of. And, and then it occurred to me just this morning, I'm going. Wait a minute, is this even an issue anymore? The idea of women in management, never mind in broadcasting, because I think it never really was. But uh, you know, in in any in any in any career field, what do you well, think? Well, I mean. I I have said this several times in the last few years. It's actually okay with me now to be growing old because of I landed in this career at the perfect time. I was a, a television news anchor at a time that they wanted young women to sit next to the established male anchors. So yeah. it was an issue back then. I was the yeah. first female accepted by the male anchor to co-anchor the six o'clock news in Wichita. He yeah. said no to everyone before me. So it was an issue for women. Let me, um, well, let me interrupt then, just for a second. And I would say this was, uh, I'm guessing, but this was during the time too, when as a, uh, a young woman uh, on TV, that you were pretty well sure that you would never ascend to his position because they wouldn't let you get old enough. Is that right? You know, that I never really thought that way, but I can see where... Uh, 
you might think that, but I mean, I think, not now, but back in the day. No, but I'm I'm thinking back then, and you know, there were some more mature, established anchors um, in the '80s. This would be the '80s, um, mm-hmm. early '90s. Um, no, '80s that I was in radio, only a uh, TV, only in in um, the '80s, and maybe, but you know, I never thought about it. I just yeah. never thought about it. But then when I got into radio and I got into radio management, once again, I never thought about being a woman. And there were uh, women before me. Carol Bushiers had been news director at KFWB years before. Um, she was an amazing person and one of my friends and mentors. And we miss her. Um, I was really surprised, though. I got a phone call and I have it. I never investigated to see if this was true, um, but um, Chris from The Wave gave me a call and she said, hey, did you realize we're the only two female program directors with CBS? And at that time, there was something like 600, 650 radio stations. <laughs> yeah. And I was stunned. I mean, I just never thought about it. Um, but I got into radio about the time that women were starting to get promoted into management. So it worked out perfectly for me. I've already forgotten your question, but, uh, you know, things have changed. And I think now, especially in my, my experience, one of the things that I did in my, my latest job, which was what, 10 years is I worked with other television and radio stations to help provide talent and uh, product. And there were a lot of female news directors and program directors and, yeah. um, trying to think if I knew any female general managers, a couple maybe. So it's still a little hard to get up to that level. If you'd mm. want to, I never would want to, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Hopefully it's changed totally. Well, as I said, I suddenly realized this, well, this, I'm not sure this is an issue. And the reason I said that's because uh, my first woman program director was in the mid eighties at KFBK, yeah. Lucy Hamilton. And then my producer, Betsy Brazil, became a news director. And then she became program director there at KFWB or KFBK. And then, of course, there was you. And um, I'm leaving somebody out, uh, uh, Frida Ross. I know Frida. At least I worked with Frida. I helped to provide talent for her. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. She was, yeah. she was, and she recently resigned from uh, KLIF about the same time I did. So it really hasn't been a, a big issue in my own career. So I don't know why I'm even discussing the thing, except that I'm old. I think, ready. though, I like I say, my timing for me personally was really good because I think right before us, this was probably an issue. So yeah. it's it's a lot. It's an old issue. Yeah. But yeah. OK, good. Um, what do you think about uh, what do you think about news today in general? Uh social media influence in the way news is presented and w- and specifically with radio, if you can. Wow. Well, you know, I'm a purist. Um, I'm the 1010 wins, WCBS 880, KFWB, KNX 1070, WBBM. Yeah. That's my background and that's my style. Short to the point, just the facts, make sure you're right. Get it first, get it right. Yeah. Um, we don't really need that anymore. And I honestly have pulled away from listening and watching. Um, it's not so much that I can get everything online. I'm just have just kind of disconnected uh, now that I don't have to see death and destruction everywhere. I prefer not to delve into it every day. I kind of try to keep up with the surface, but um, it's, it's it, the younger generation you're the one who put on Facebook, aren't you? How they they uh, 
the Lady Gaga song and the, the um, uh, Madonna song, a game show where they knew the Lady Gaga song, but they didn't know Papa oh, yeah. Don't Preach. Well, sure. Uh, everything is so different now that I can't relate. So maybe okay. it is working for the younger people, but um, it's definitely not my cup of tea. Right. Two things that you just said. Again, you're preaching to the choir because when I, when I retired from uh, doing news shows, and I did news radio for 45 years. Um, all the, all those times I was, uh, except for a brief period with you at KFWB, except for that, when I was doing, uh, middays, mm-hmm. I, w- I, w- I was doing mornings the entire time for 45 years and getting up in the middle of the night, you know? And so what, but it, it, that was not the main issue. When I retired in October, uh, I just, I've just had enough. I don't want to talk or think about, you know, oh my God, another Trump Biden election. Are you kidding me? I have to Thank go through you. that again. And then, and, and, uh, the, the, the local tragedies, you know, yeah. you try to tell people about a house fire or a shooting or something like that at six o'clock in the morning and you just, and you, and you look for ways to give people a smile, a reason to start their day kind of with a, with on a positive note and i just had so much of it that at this yeah. point i haven't listened or watched any news since i retired in october and here we are in the in the toward the end of february you so, make me feel feel better about it because actually i feel kind of guilty sometimes when i realize yeah. that i lapsed into not a news junkie um but i'm not I'm yeah not. yeah no, I I understand completely. And then you said something else there that I was going to comment on, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, oh yeah, I do. You were talking about the old style, the straight, mm. unbiased, get to the point, just tell right. the facts, don't offer any opinions. And and you said we don't need that anymore. And I'm curious as to what you mean about that, because a lot of people will tell you, oh, we got to get back to unbiased reporting and i agree with you i think that it won't it won't work well i don't think it'll work but that's not what i meant by we don't need that anymore what i meant is we don't need radio anymore oh Oh. it kind of breaks my heart to say that um but we don't need it because we have everything everywhere else right on my watch i can look and see what's going on and i can get the weather and um yeah you know it's uh so we don't really need it anymore and that's why it has to be entertaining um we just we just have too many options nowadays. But the problem is that the people who don't know, who did not ascribe to and were not into the kind of news that you and I have given all of our lives are going to believe this other baloney. Right. And there's too many people who cannot tell the difference in opinion, entertainment and news. And that you want to get me ruffled. We could talk like about that stuff, because that is very upsetting to me. When I worked at CNN, it was news. We did news. Mm. It wasn't a political thing. Um, so that upsets me, actually, that there's really no source other than radio. I will say this. We we need radio for this reason. It is, in my opinion, the only still unbiased, straightforward news you can get. And that's all news radio. I agree or with the you. top of the hour, you yeah. know, drop ins. But the ra- news radio is the only place where I think it is still, for the most part, untainted. I'll tell you what, um, I was, I was, I was thinking like you were for a long time that radio is coming to an end and there won't be any radio anymore and we won't, but, um, 
that, that was all thinking watching the new technologies develop and so forth. Recently, I've been in conversations uh, for this podcast with a couple of people who are very, very smart people. Uh, Tom Langmeyer, who ran WGN forever. And, uh, yep. and he's, he's uh, running a group now up, upstate, uh, New, I want to say upstate New York. It's the North, Northeast anyway. Um, and then there's another, there's an, another man whose name is going to escape me at the moment. And I just talked with him recently. So this is embarrassing, but he's, he's right there in central Georgia, which is where mm-hmm. you're from. And he's got a, he's got Great a group channel. Of, pardon me. Greg Tanner. Greg Tanner. Well, no, it's, he was a friend of Greg's and okay. Greg is the one that pointed me to him. Anyway, the point is that both of these guys have put together, uh, a, a a group, small groups of stations in small towns, in small markets. And they're going back to the old concept of serving the community locally. And, and, you know, re, you know, the people who are on the air live there and they talk to, they talk to the local business people and, um, it's really kind of exciting. And I think that that's makes probably, me happy. Yeah. yeah that's I, really great. Yeah. I think that's probably the way it's going to go. Let me talk to you for just a moment. Another issue that I'm kind of interested in is uh, is uh, coaching, mm-hmm. coaching talent, young talent. Because I used to t- I used to complain about it uh, right up to the end. It's like you know I've been in radio for a very long time, and the last time anybody gave me any kind of direction at all was David G. Hall at KNX, and wow. that, that was 20 years ago. And the and the, and the funny thing about that is that uh, when he start, when I started the KFBK, he was a cub reporter, and then I became his boss, and so we went full circle. But honestly, I had some big time program directors who never told me a word about my performance. Dave, good, bad, oh, or different. Well, they should tell you when it's good. And if I didn't, I'm sorry because the reason you weren't coached is because you did not need it. I, I mean, flat out, that's not flattery. That's truth. Um, but somebody, including me, should have told you how good well, you were. Well, you did. You did. You you very often. Yeah, you, you were before David Hall, so you were you were in that uh, group that that did help guide me. And you're right, giving people uh, compliments and being specific about it is very helpful. You know, I love the way you did that story when you said this or that and the other thing. Um, you know, but but criticism as well. It's certainly right. needed by people who are, are young and just getting started. Um, and I guess it's been a while since you've been in the position to coach those people. Well, uh, you know, that was actually one of my joys, um, joys and challenges. Uh, I was in a situation where I'm trying to find people all around the country. And um, I would often not have a lot of experienced talent to choose from. And I actually took great joy in coaching a young person to a point where a station said, okay, I'll take them. Um, and there, and I've had a number of people established anchors who have said to me, nobody's ever told me that, that before. So I did try to coach the the people. I, and I had more than a hundred, 150, I don't know, anchors that I was responsible for in my last position. So it's hard to hear everybody. You know, you have to wait for feedback from a station, which is tough. I would, I would actually 
uh, air check everybody, but to get through, you know, a hundred people to air check takes a long time. So they didn't get it that often, but I, I tried to listen to some to people all along. Um, I mean, there's little tiny things. I'm going to give a tip right now, just in case any young person is listening. One of the very first things to do to sound more conversational is get rid of a and the, not the cat was stuck in right. the tree. The cat was stuck in the tree. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's a little tiny thing that when people would change that, it really makes a huge difference. Sorry, like a real now person. The teacher and me is coming out. I loved coaching people. The last, the last few years, uh, I guess that was the entire time that I was in working in Dallas with Amy Shadrov, who you know, love Amy. Yeah, you worked with her. She worked with you at KFWB before I got mm-hmm. there. Anyway, uh, I I just stopped wearing headphones except when I'm gonna, we're going to be talking to somebody on the phone. And I have to be able to hear them with my mic open or somebody in a different studio, maybe. But otherwise, if just we're just talking on the air, I take the headphones off because listening to myself puts me in a bubble completely Mm. apart from the real Mm -hmm. world and the conversation that we're having. Uh, Obviously, if you're reading, it doesn't make that big of a difference, but it does because we tend to affect our voices. And that's what you're talking about with the uh, over-pronunciation or over-enunciation stuff. Yes, yes. It's kind of fun. You know, the other other part of it is, I used to tell program directors, by the way, who not uh, criticize me or give me any kind of help. I say, you know what? I think, I think either one of two things, either I am absolutely perfect, which is not likely, or I'm beyond help. So which is it? (laughs) That's a tough one. Let's talk about that off air. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, the other thing that, that I noticed that happened, and this may be for the same reason as a matter of getting experience and, and getting comfortable in your position and so forth. But, uh, Back in the early days of my career, and I suspect you have a, a similar sense, um, I used to talk with my coworkers, my colleagues, and we would talk about what we were doing, how we were doing it. We would ask each other for for opinions on, you know, a piece of copy or something or how we delivered this. We would actually discuss the craft of radio a lot. When I was young, radio station manager would throw me out after you know 12 hours because that's the only place I wanted to be so I'd go over to one of the other guys house and we sit around and talk about how to do this and how to be on radio and in the last uh, 10 or 15 years I couldn't find anybody who was even Hmm. interested in um in improving their delivery or the way they approached doing things I, was I don't that know. because was that because you'd gotten to a point where all of your peers were experienced as you were, and they just did it, and it just came well, naturally? In in some cases, I'm sure that's true, but in a lot of cases, no. Because hmm. Chris, in the last few years, I've seen people uh, straight out of college, out of hmm. journalism school, go to work as reporters and even anchors at major market radio stations. First job out of out of the box yeah so that a lot was out when i was in chicago for a few months so um when i was to to me it's like they're 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 missing they're missing their basic training i i totally agree because like i say when i became a news anchor i was an actress and i learned everything that i know well i i kind of knew the ethics i don't know to me that just came naturally and i took a little journalism but 
I used to see when I first moved to Los Angeles in the mid eighties, I saw these beautiful young women anchoring in Los Angeles. And I just thought to myself, no, 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 you're going to wash out. And they did. They just would disappear. Now, maybe they went back to a smaller market or something, but what kind of an ego hit is that? Yeah, I value coming up in the ranks. It made all the difference. But one of the things my husband works for a network in uh, in New York, and he is appalled at the the APs and the writers that they bring in. They don't know. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. Um, it's really, it's really sad. Right. It's sad. Well, even the good, even the big journalism schools can only can only teach the basics at one level, and for a very brief period of time. You know, you have to get those habits ingrained and all of that stuff. So, I don't right. know. Do you miss it at all? Well, that's part of all the change. That's part yeah. of all the change now where grammar yeah. doesn't matter. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't Terrible. <laughs> Do you miss working in the business? No, I thought I would. I, I used to think for years, I thought, what am I going to do when I don't have this job? Yeah. I, I frankly worked too many hours for too long. I would do it all again, but I look back on it and I really did sacrifice a lot personally. Um, but once again, I'm not complaining. I had a wonderful career and I would do it all again. Um, I miss the people and I'm very fortunate that people from Los Angeles and especially more recently here in New York, hardly a day goes by that I don't hear from somebody uh, that I've worked with. And that, that keeps me happy, but well, I miss working. Mm-mm. If I can, you know, pay you an effusive compliment, you, uh, you were you were special as a as a uh, manager, as a colleague. Uh, you have the tremendous amount of self confidence and the ability to be open and to look wow. at people when they ask a tough question and say, "I don't know." I probably said that a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of people that can't seem to bring themselves to saying that, you know. <laughs> So you're Thank inspirational. You. You're a great leader, and um, wow. and I consider you a good friend. And I appreciate very much uh, the opportunity you gave me to work with you, and and the opportunity to talk here. I I like it. We're going to stay in touch. Well, I'm very very flattered and excited that you contacted me. This has been a lot of fun. And if you ever come back to do part twos with people, I hope you call me. I do that. Okay, good. Thank you, Chris Quinn. All right. Thank you, Dave. Bye. Bye bye.